Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I got to tell you guys something. Today you are in for an unbelievable treat from a guy that well, you'll see. This is going to be an amazing interview. So do me a favor and do all your friends and all of your family a favor and share this out so they are not they're not left in the dark. You've got to, you're not going to believe this guy's story. It's amazing. So stay with us. We'll be right back. I've got the one and only Vinny Chopra on the show today. Share this out. And we are back, and I am going to bring the one, the only Mr. Vinny Smile Chopra on the show. Vinny, welcome! Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I just can't hide my excitement. I'm telling you, I'm thrilled to be on your show. You're an icon in the industry, and I thank you. I value your friendship and Walter and you and Mark Victor Hansen and every, all the great people and Dr. You know, Judy, she, Ruby, right, Ruby. right last week. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Vinny, I, well, I'm honored that I was on your show recently oh. and um, I know that you are, um, well, you're very accomplished, but you haven't always been very accomplished and I can't wait to, um, have you share your journey with with my audience? So I started this. Uh, it's been about four years ago now. In fact, on April twenty fourth, so in 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 five days is my four year anniversary of starting this this show. And and I so you know it was literally to help people get unstuck because I think we we all go through the crap in life and, and a lot of people get stuck. Yes. And, and I, so start with, why don't you start with telling everybody where you were born and raised? I'm from India originally, uh, Ken, and I was born in Motibag, M-O-T-I, Motibag in South Delhi. Okay. In very humble beginning, I have six siblings, you know, in the family and uh, in a poor, I, we were I don't know what to say, you know, but we lived in one bedroom apartment, you know, wow. six siblings and my mom and dad. So eight of us wow. in one bedroom apartment and one living room and a hallway. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. And and how long now did, were you there your entire childhood? You know, we, I was, as a matter of fact, all the way to high school, high school. Even I went to college. I did engineering school. We were still in Motibag. Then my dad did build a beautiful home in east of Kailash. And at that time, two and a half story, very beautiful home was built for 70,000 rupees. I still remember that. 70,000, which is nothing. Which How is much like, is that in US dollars? Oh my gosh. You know, now it's $70 to one now. 
70 rupees to one dollar so it's only like one one seventy oh my gosh <laughs> are you serious wow this is 1969 i'm talking about now wow oh my gosh a thousand dollars for a two and a half story home so so growing up in in um India. I mean, a lot of people have seen, and I have a lot of friends in India. Um, and I was talking to one of my good friends and I said, I don't know anything about India. Um, I saw the, um, slum dog millionaire movie and he said, it's not like that. Don't watch that movie. It's not like that. <laughs> Is that true? It's not like well, that. It's a combination combination. See, we are about 80% of our population. I don't know really right now, but that was farming population, right? Very poor outside the metro areas of, you know, Delhi, Bombay, Madras, Calcutta, like that. So a lot of villages have very, very poor conditions, right? It's improved wow. a lot. It's improved a lot. But Slumdog Millionaire, that was really what was shown around Bombay in that movie. Yeah. Wow. So, so you went to, you even, you went to college and what was it like though? Grow, I mean, so you, you grew up in a, in a, in a tiny one bedroom apartment with eight people in there. I mean, you had no, no privacy. Very little privacy for sure. One oh bathroom, God. one kitchen, right? You know, and a small backyard. I remember, but in the summer months, we would put our carts out in the front of our house or apartment, actually. This was two-story, you know, quarters, we call yeah. them, government yeah. quarters. My dad worked for the finance uh, department, we could say, in a humble beginning. And I would go to school. Are you ready? Walking. I literally remember those days in a tent school, no building or anything. And when oh it would rain, we have to go home because the water will come into the classroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. So those are, that's what you call humble beginnings. <laughs> With that no television, no refrigerator, and we didn't have no telephone, uh, of course, no telephone and no cars or no anything, just a mo uh, cycle, actually, bicycle, oh not motorcycle. That's how I grew up until we were, I was like in 10th grade, I think, you know, wow. and using public transportation and walking. I mean, that's all my life was. And I was very thin boy, by the way. A lot of people don't know. You know, a lot of people tell me I'm a pencil, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, you know, a little bit bashing and uh, some kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, people teasing me and so forth like that. But yeah. I overcame came that you know <laughs> did you did you grow up um working did you grow up did you do like did you work on things to to make money for the family no that's a good point i did not and i think maybe at that time my mind was not into the entrepreneurship like i teach now at yeah. the age of 14 once you really get going and form an llc and you know get a 401k and yeah. you know get a savings account like that at that time i was not knowledgeable enough i think the other part was i was very studious 
very studious because I really wanted to learn and be the best in the class and everything. And I topped in my junior high school. I think I topped in the whole district. I never wow. see those things. But my grandma, my grandma, I still remember, I was very much loved by my grandpa and grandma. And she took, I don't know, one ton of laddus. These are like sweets, Indian sweets. Yeah. And she wanted to give them out to the family and friends and neighbors because I topped in the education, you know, exam or something. I remember that. Wow. <laughs> so, so you, so you, you, you ended up going to college. Yes. And, and, and I don't know how it works in India, but did you have to pay for that or was that your family? You know, I'm glad you brought it up again. I don't say these things, but I got a merit scholarship. Because oh. I did in the high school, really high ranking in wow. the grades. My dad really instilled us in us to study. Actually, after dinner, he would hold a school. I say that in my book also. He will hold a school every night where we were supposed to study what teacher was going to teach next day. So wow. he was very, very a big disciplinarian. And I really appreciate him so much because that instilled with me the kind of qualities I have of discipline, goal setting and studying inquisitive, all that. So I always wanted to be an engineer. In Indian culture, you become a doctor or an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or a or a hotel owner. <laughs> <laughs> right. So wow, that is so awesome. So so you know a friend of mine sent me a video from India sent me a video of of during the the pandemic <laughs> like they had they were really locked down over there right mm -hmm. and and i mean for a long time and yes. and and if you were caught out on your on the motorbike it, he showed me a video of the police like beating people <laughs> with a baton like for being out on like it's it's pretty serious over there <laughs> it was yeah you wow. know i mean during COVID, they were really strict. And that's something, you know, when the discipline is there and yeah. once they find out we got to do something, yeah. even though we are a democratic country, but yeah. we follow suit. We believe in faith a lot, as yeah. you know, in gods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the India is filled with so many gods. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to be an engineer. You know, Ken, I would break toys. I remember that to look behind the game you know, why these things operate like they do operate and all that. So I did mechanical engineering. The government paid for me. So they gave me a stipend, monthly stipend, I remember, wow. and a merit scholarship. That means then I, my parents didn't have to pay a dime for five years of my college. Wow. Yeah. So, so you, you went to college. I'm going to assume that you graduated. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So, so, um, so you did. You didn't do what that that what that that uh, that poor guy Bill Gates dropped out. <laughs> poor <laughs> so, guy. Oh, yeah, I know, right? So, so, so you you went through um, college. You come out. You're an engineer now. What? Where did you go from there? Did you get an engineering job in India? Okay, I'm so glad you're talking about it because this is break through the walls. Yeah. So 
let me share with you. I always wanted to really come out here to USA because my uncle came here in 1963. I really admire him a lot. He came here to do his engineering also. But then, you know, he and his wife always instilled in me, Vinny, come to America, come to America. So when I graduated in 1969, I wouldn't get the visa. Oh my gosh. I had to go through hoops for a year and a half, year and a half wow. to go through the consulates and, you know, try to uh, tell them my story. And I got admitted by the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., but the American embassy would not give me the visa. They said, Vinny, you will not come back to India, which they were right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the right. thing was... I really wanted to come here to do my MBA in marketing. I thought having an engineering degree and a marketing degree, ah, great. And this is what, what year? 1960. This is 69. I wow. graduated high school, 1974. I graduated from my uh, college, you know, yeah. Delhi College yeah. of yeah. Engineering. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But then I, couldn't come to USA and all these interviews, these companies came to the campus, Vinny styling, oh no, I don't want to get into these interviews. I'm going abroad, right? Ah, wow. got slapped left and right <laughs> because I couldn't get the visa. Couldn't get the oh visa. Oh my gosh. I know. And it's so so what happened? Very trying time. I was depressed. I was just feeling really, you know, what to do and everything. And then I went ahead and interviewed again with Larson Tubro, which is the Reliance Group now, the number one company in India. They are into so many things. I mean, yeah. they are just like the biggest, biggest, you know, company there. I worked, they did hire me and I worked for 11 months in Bombay, in Pawai West. Some of the listeners wow. who might be watching us also, they might know what I'm talking about. Wow. And since I was there from Delhi to Bombay, Vinny never gives up. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. I started going to the consulate, U.S. consulate in Bombay now. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so okay. <laughs> I so mean, you, you, know, you, we, you weaseled your way into America. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I did. They were able to give me visa after 11 months. The day I got it, I resigned from the position oh and I told my mom and dad, I'm coming home to Delhi and then to fly out, you know? <laughs> wow. So you came by yourself? I came by myself, actually. And I want to give gratitude to my grandpa because uh, he's the ironical person who brought me and my uncle because he paid for my ticket. My family couldn't afford to pay. And my mom and dad didn't want me to come. Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, my grandpa had the vision because he had come to America. He had gone to George Washington University. Can you see how things happen? I can't wow. believe it. This is said 1971. He visited USA, my grandpa, with my uncle. They went to school. And then he was telling me, Vinny, I want to send you. My real name is Vinod. 
So he paid for my tuition and it was such a heartwarming that I came here in 1975, December. Wow. Long 75. Wow. Yes. I December. was, I, let's see, I was uh, seven <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'll be 70 this year. Oh my gosh. Look at you. And I tell everybody when he's not old, every birthday, I tell myself, Vinny, you are one year younger. One year younger. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, your your energy. Justin Benton just said, "I love your energy. Your energy is phenomenal. It's phenomenal." Thank you. Thank you. So, so, so you you came to America. So you landed in Washington D.C. No, no, oh, no, oh, oh. I landed in New York because coming from. But Delhi, I think, Delhi to New York. And then from there, I had to get another plane to go to Washington, D.C. Uh, and my uncle and aunt were waiting. Guess what happened? <clears throat> I had $7 in my pocket. That's all I had. That's the only money you could bring into USA at that time. Oh and I gosh. drank, I think, Coke. I remember that. Right there at the airport, I was thirsty or whatever happened. But then they said, my flight is canceled. What? From New York to Washington, D.C.? No. Delta Airline or something was on strike or something. And I said, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I got to get to Washington, D.C. My uncle and aunt, they're waiting. I don't have a phone. I have nowhere to contact them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. What it, Were you at JFK, LaGuardia? LaGuardia. 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 Oh, that's a horrible, I'm, no offense, <laughs> but that's like, ugh. okay, so you're at LaGuardia Airport in 1975? Right. December 27th. Vietnam War, but there's still a lot of crazy stuff going on in America at the time. Yes. Wow, dude. So you're like stuck at the I'm just going to the counter and talking to everybody, being persistent, right? What I have really learned in my life early on, because I had to go to the consulate and ask them, give me every objection. And then I come back with the solution. <laughs> That's what I did in Bombay for 11 months to get my visa. I got wow. application letters. I got everything they needed so that they could make feel good that I'll come back after my MBA. But that's what happened in LaGuardia Airport. As I look back at it now, I was so persistent. They put me in a helicopter. I what? have that vivid image in my mind. I'm the lone guy with the pilot. They take me from LaGuardia Airport to Newark, New Jersey Airport because another flight was leaving in an hour. They put you. Uh, they put you on a helicopter. <laughs> no, did they really? Oh, and this is this real this, truth. And I this, write it in the book also because it's so distinct in my memory. All these bridges, all these lights. This young boy <laughs> from India, twenty-two years of age or something. You know, he's looking through. He says, "Boy, life is good over here. It looks so beautiful." Did you speak English? No, I did. I did speak, but nobody could understand me then. <laughs> well, people can't understand me still. 
Vinny, you crack me up. Oh my gosh. So, so you're, they put you on a helicopter and fly you to, to Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. Oh One hour. No, I don't know. It's across the bridge. It seemed like half an hour flight, maybe. <laughs> seemed like, you know, <laughs> free flight. I loved it. I said, man, alive, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. So so you go to Newark, you get on a plane, you fly to DC. Yeah. Your aunt and uncle are waiting for yep. you. Yep. Um, yep. I'm yep. sure they were at least a bit concerned. They were oh, like, where have you been? We were expecting you. Um, so so you you get to DC and um what what happened from there? You go through. I know you went through college, or you got your MBA at at George Washington, George Washington. University, wow. and it's like about April the seventh comes. Seven number stays in my life. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. All the time. Yeah, you mine know, too. Seven dollars, seven this, seven that. But wow. then my friend said, "Vinny, what are you doing for summer?" I said, oh, I don't know anything, you know, Waikia Agarwal is his name. I don't know if he'll ever see me, but that's 44, 45 years back. He said, Vinnie, I sold books door to door. <laughs> Do you want to come with me to earn, you know, money for your tuition and things like that? My uncle paid for the first semester and I thank him for that. He yeah. tells me later on, he didn't know you know, if he could afford the second and third and all these semesters. But I always wanted to be on my own and, wow. you know, get going. But I stayed with them for two and a half years. Wow. In Rockville, Maryland, Gettysburg, Rockville, Maryland. And, you know, in Indian culture, you never, never, never charge any money or anything. It was just a pleasure, you know, and they had three daughters, young daughters. I stayed in one of the bedroom and, you know, lodging and food and everything and living with their as a family member. That was a big, big, you know, uh, my gratitude to them. Wow. And, but I went to, you know, sell books. I told my uncle, you know what? This my friend of mine said, he says, Vinny, you are an engineer. What are you talking about? Selling books door to door, knocking on doors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and wow. rest is history. Rest is history. I went to Atlanta, Georgia, you know, got actually I was given seven books. What? How many again? Seven books. Norman Manson Peel, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Influence and uh, Win Friends, uh, Magic of Thinking Way, Charlie Tremendous Jones, you name it. The company, they gave us seven books to read right away. Charlie Tremendous Jones. Yes. His, his daughter, Dr. Tracy Jones, has been on the show and she's a friend of mine. Oh, my gosh. I would she love might, She might be watching. She's oh, awesome. And she, in fact, her. she's tremendous. She <laughs> is amazing. I know, Charlie. I still have his book. Most of these books, I still have them in my library, in my office for wow. 45 years. Wow. Magic of Thinking Big by w. J. David J. Schwartz. Yeah. I mean, you name it. I have them lying around right here. Literally. Wow. Of course, Eckhart Tolle's book and, of course, yeah. Ken Robert Kiyosaki's book and yeah. all the great books. But what it was that I was an engineer, my uncle, I... Thank you. He gave me three checks, signed them, 
And he says, Vinny, when you are ready to come home, just call me, <laughs> write down how much you're writing to cash to get fair back. <laughs> oh my gosh. He didn't So you went to Atlanta to sell books door to door. Door to door. I was in Austell, Georgia, Mableton, Georgia, and Douglasville, Georgia for three months. I had no car and how it, this company worked, by the way, they'll have like four students from different universities, from George Washington, from Penn State, from Cambridge, all the way, Harvard, Stanford, all these students, you know, who want to learn about sales and talk about breaking through the walls, you yeah. know, of, you know, scotomias and the, uh, you know, fear and all those things and rejection that's what this is. They started this company, Southwestern Company, by the way. Anybody knowing, you could look it up. And they started selling Bibles to Confederate soldiers in 1855, I remember now. Oh, my gosh. And I sold books for them. They teach you in one week and then drop you. <laughs> What away from where you live so that you don't come back home until you sell books? <laughs> oh my gosh. So that that's called that's called baptism by fire. Uh, so the, what's crazy to me is this is here you are I mean a Hindu, a Hindu you're Hindu selling and, and, selling and you, you have this thick accent from India. And you're going door to door in the South selling Bibles as a Hindu. You are officially the greatest. Hold it. No, I can't say that yet. Did you make any sales? Oh, my gosh. I made so many sales. What? And the reason was. Come on, Vinny. Really? Nobody could understand me. So when I knock on the door, <laughs> they just like me. They say, come on in. <laughs> Literally. I sold so many books. I will get trophies and trophies every weekend or every other weekend when we what? had awards. And they said, Vinnie, you smile a lot. Literally 46 years back, that's when they gave me my smile. They took Kumar out. Kumar in Indian language means prince. So my middle name is Vinod Kumar Chopra. They took Kumar out on my trophy. One day I saw... A couple of uh, weeks later, they put smile in there. They said, <laughs> Vinny Smile Chopra. I said, what? <laughs> I have to live up to my name, brother. So uh, I've been carrying that smile for 46 years. Literally that's... 46 years. It's 2022 right now. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. What a crazy, crazy story. So you go out and you're selling books and bibles and everything door to door in it, for a, a company that sold to confederate soldiers in the south yeah. and you kill it like you're just killing it you're selling just, you're winning trophies you're killing it i just don't i didn't know what to do i mean the thing was they'll drop me at 7 30 and the, my partner will pick me up at 9 30 so 13 hours a day I was knocking, well, take a little bit of time for lunch or something, right? But usually 13 hours a day, and I have trophies right there. Those are my most pressed 
precious product up there, certificates. I have 80 hours a week. I worked for three summers, not one summer. I liked it so much. And I learned so much through rejection and, you know, how to be, you know, I mean, talk to people and use my hands and other stuff and all that stuff and looking inflection of voice and breaking the walls of fear to be true, like you said, you know, but I came back next summer with $700 car. I bought a Maverick, a blue Maverick two-door. Oh my gosh. Used car. And then I came to sell. Where did I go? Oh, second summer I was in Pulaski, Virginia. Hold on. What was the name? What was the somebody asked, what's the name of the company again? Oh, southwestern.com. Just go there. Actually, southwestern.com. Southwestern one word dot com from Nashville, Tennessee. And you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell later on. I mean, that company has 29 companies now under their umbrella. I was their senior stockholder, little boy that came from India, stayed with that company, you know, and did cut teeth in sales and everything. And so second summer, I was in Pulaski. Third summer, I was in Aiken, South Carolina. I still remember Goshen's family. Can you believe it? Those names come back to you. Wait, so you're you're like, I, okay, so <laughs> I, I just, one second, let's pause. So you stayed in the South <laughs> no. as, an, as a Hindu selling Bibles and books door to door in the South. Three, three years. Okay. No, three summers. Three summers. Oh, three summers. At the end of the summer, I come back to Rockville, Maryland, to my uncle's place, go to school. Oh, so man. this is only in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Only in the summer. Oh, okay. So at least you picked the cooler months to sell yeah. in the South. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. It was hot in the South. <laughs> You're going door to door and it's hot. I can't even imagine like the rainstorms and like all this, like you had to go through all that every day too. Yes. And I was in shorts, you know, shirt, a t-shirt and short because it was just very humbling experience carrying my sales case. You could say tennis shoes. Right. And uh, it was a lot of, I don't know. It was fun. I don't know why I just started enjoying (laughs) it, you know? I absolutely love this. So, 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 okay. So you graduate with your MBA in marketing. What happened next? Okay. Now comes the time Vinnie will be deported. (laughs) If I don't get a job, I mean, the government visa allows (laughs) you to only work for one year and then you go back to the country you came from. (laughs) So Vinny's now starting to think through here, take off the cutoffs, you know, shorts. I still remember Columbia, South Carolina. Oh my gosh. Vinny, I always, I've been like a goal setter, right? Yeah. So I say, hey, I got to get business suit or something. And I make good money just to let you know. Ken, I was making $17,000 back then. This is 76, 77, 78 uh, savings. In three months. Jeez. In three months. Wow. 
Not That's a back. lot of money back then. A lot of money, a lot of money back then. Wow. And I'll pay for my tuition and all mm. that. But then I go to buy suits. <laughs> I still remember that. This guy, the uh, custom clothing shop I go to, right? I still remember that. And he says, Vinny, uh, you know, he took my measurements, blah, blah. He had some suits there. And I said, I'll come at the end of the day and look at these two suits and I'll pick up. He had seven to nine suits over there for me, all different styles and this. And Vinnie ended up buying five suits, literally. Wow. They were cheap. They were cheap. I don't know, 50, 60, 70 bucks maybe or whatever. Yeah. Suit, you know, so I bought seven. I said, Did you check me out? Can I afford it? He says, Yes, sir, I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And this was really in- no, I had the deposits of the books in my bank account. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So so where did so where did things start moving for okay. you? What happened was Southwestern had another company in motivational speaking and fundraising for nonprofit and profit organizations. So Vinny got the courage to call the president of that company. (laughs) I literally remember that. And I said, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you know, this is Vinny Chopra. You don't know me yet, but I've been working with the sister company selling books and I've got, you know, I've done well, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for a full-time job. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And, and, and. Rest is history. Rest is history. I sold the third summer, got interviewed. Then I started in Ohio, I think August 28th of 1978. What part of Ohio? That's where I am. Finley, Ohio. Finley, that's right. Finley. My wife went to went to college at Ohio Northern, right down oh, the road. Wow. Oh my from, gosh. Yeah, right wow. there. Wow. No, that was the one I remember in one bedroom apartment. I remember that I had just a suitcase because I was living with my uncle, right? So he gave me his car. Uh, no, I had my own car. I don't know what happened. Oh, I had gotten a Granada, I think, back, back then. <laughs> kind of graduated, right? You know. And then the landlady gave me, she says, where are you going to sleep? I said, on the floor, literally. So she said, oh, I have a foldable metal bed. I still remember that. She says, you know, take this metal bed. You could sleep on it. And oh that my was my office. That was my bed. That was my everything. <laughs> and what, so in Finley, what were you, what did you end up doing? The working for the nonprofit? Nonprofit organizations. I started giving speeches, cut my teeth in, you know, speech giving and giving goal setting and motivation so that we could, you know, raise funds for different needs like that. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, were, I, you here, were you here during the, the big blizzard of 1978? I was there. 1978. You were here? I was there. That's so was the, I. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was near Port Clinton. I remember. And my car swung. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. You're Lord bringing back my God. memories, Ken. <laughs> That is absolutely insane, man. So, so, 
I can just see this young Indian guy spinning around in the blizzard. Oh my gosh. So, so, okay. So you, you're, you're, you're doing motivational speaking. Yes. Stuff. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and you know, what happened was at that time, right about 79, I remember now, and we were ready. You know, I was making good money, by the way. Oh, I was a total failure in that company. I was success at the book sales. Yeah. But then you know how the success gets into your head, right? Yeah. And you say, oh, I'll do well, this, that. I didn't follow the scripts. I didn't really follow the training manual. I'm telling you. And then I said, you know, Vinny, why are you a failure now? And then you have to really break through the walls of belief. Yeah. And then I said, I said, you know what? I'm going to learn everything to the T. I grew my sales by 181%. Wow. 181%. I was rising from the bottom of the pile to the top. And that's when our president and CEO said, Vinny, we are looking at expanding out west in California and the West Coast. And we would like to move you there. Oh I said, my. what? California? The little boy, you know, I was getting uh, going to be married then. I found my lovely wife 42 years back. This is 1980. We got married in April back wow. there. And then we moved in June. Hold it. Did you meet her in Ohio? We met. Yeah. Her brother lived in Pittsburgh, Monroeville. So that's wow. how we connected we didn't date that much in Indian culture. You don't date, you know, you just go for the kill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so she's Indian too. She's Indian too. Wow. She grew up in India in uh, 400 uh, kilometer from me in Delhi, in Rajasthan. But then she was in Toronto. Wow. She came at the age of 16. I came wow. to USA at the age of 16, yeah, or something like that. I came at 22, but she was there in Toronto. Then she came to USA and we dated very little. We got married in six months. And then we moved out here to the Bay Area where we have been living for 42 years. Oh my gosh. 42. We have been married 42 this year, happily married with two children, Neil and Monica, our pride and joy. Neil wow. went quickly. And electrical engineer, computer science. Monica went to UCLA. So that's little coming through, you know. But and she's not. a doctor, I'll bet. Oh no, she's no. not. She, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's into our business. I, she's taken so much off my shoulder. Yeah. The next president of our Monil brand. I just saw that you sent you sent me that text message yesterday. Yes. Yes. Wow. I'm so, very proud of her. Very proud of both the kids and my of, wife. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anybody that say, could say they're not proud of their own kids <laughs> would there be something wrong with them? Um, so, so, and I saw the picture. Your daughter's beautiful, wow. and you, yeah, you're you're amazing. So, so Vinny, um, you moved to California and and you expanded this motivational speaking thing. Yeah, um, I still don't complete. I can't. I haven't wrapped my brain all the way around that. But sure. you you um, you're selling motivational speaking seminars. Is that seminars what you're doing? and things? Yes, the okay. you know whole programs 
and also getting into real estate now. That's when I cut my teeth. My, in California. In California. I I didn't know anything about real estate at all. But what? my peer circle, when we meet some Indians, they're talking about rental. They're talking about buying a home. One of my very good friends, he passed away now, Jack Kapoor. He was a realtor, a broker. And he said, Vinnie, you know what? I'm buying a single family home in Modesto, California. I still remember that. And we said, oh, okay, let's save some money. And we also bought for 11,500 down payment, 6,500, uh, 6, no, $65,000 home, which became 315,000 in value. This is few years later. And I could not believe, I said, what? Real estate can grow your money that nicely? I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. We took a loan, line of credit of 290000 or something back then, Ken, yeah. and we bought three or four homes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you started rent, renting them. Renting them in Arizona, in Texas, in, in, in Georgia, all over the place. That's where our journey started. We oh kept on God. saving money, my wife and I. And we said, let's just get into single family homes. And I think we had close to 20 or more homes all over. But then I became a broker. I'm just going to consolidate yeah. because yeah. otherwise we'll be on this show for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm good with that. No, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Go Thank ahead. You. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. that's when I became a broker. I'm still an active broker in, wow. in California. 2005, I became broker. And who asked me to? My wife. My wife has been an icon in my success, you know. And she says, you know, you know so much about real estate. Just learn it and go for the broker exam. And I passed it just like that first try. Wow. You know? And then the time was, what do I go with my license? Right. You know, so then I got into multifamily, into hotels, into office space, leasing, but multifamily, multifamily caught my attention. Logical mind. I said, oh my gosh, I have so many homes all around. Different property management companies are managing. There are different roofs different residents. How about if I combine all that under one roof? It just made sense. Totally yeah. made sense. That's 15, 16 years back. And I said, I want to learn everything about everything on multifamily. I mean, I didn't know about cash on cash or LOI, letter of intent. My good friend it's, wrote it on a napkin, literally. Oh, wow. Letter of intent. I came home and I Googled it and I learned it. So then I bought a course. Then I paid a lot of money, $120,000 to have the top, uh, you know, coach in USA teach me. Wow. I love that. You know, I always have believed, let's go to the top of the mountain. Yes. Get to the top of the people who can shorten my curve, I call it, right? Yeah, yes. Learning. And now I have my own academy and I'm making millionaires in my academy because I'm teaching the same principles and all the tools I've developed over 15 years. 
so uh, and and I don't want to fast forward too much, but I, I want the audience to know that you are in multifamily and assisted living facilities. You yes. just didn't you tell me you just built two facilities down in like Fort Myers area. Yes, 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 yes. And and and, and you have a total of somewhere in the vicinity of six hundred and fifty million dollars in real estate assets. Yes, Danny. soon to be 800 million. What? And then 2 billion is my goal additional this decade. So because oh. we are building left and right, like you said, seniors, I'm a senior now, there is a wave going through silver tsunami in USA and across the world where population is maturing. Baby boomers, 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every night every single night in USA up to 2031. What? 2031. Still nine more years to go when the last baby boomer will be turning into 65 plus. So there is a big need for assisted senior living. There is senior housing of condominiums and golf courses and gated communities where people can afford bigger, you know, higher level. Then there is assisted living and memory care, dementia, where I am with my partner. We are building them ground up with libraries in there, with movie theaters, with spas, with salons, with dining halls, billiards, grand pianos, and one story, no elevators. And we built in Cape Coral, in Punta Gorda, Merritt Island, Jacksonville, Palm Bay, Sebastian, Palm Bay separate, Sebastian separate, uh, Claremont, and we are building all over Williamsburg, Virginia. So our mission is to spoil the generation that has spoiled us. Wow, 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 wow. I don't even know, like, wow. (laughs) You are just, uh, okay, so... Let's put this into perspective for for people watching. If you just joined, um, you should have been here earlier because, wow. Um, But you you came to America with $7 to your name. And you got stuck at LaGuardia Airport trying to get to your aunt and uncle in D.C. You still only had $7, maybe less because you bought a Coke. (laughs) <laughs> you bought a Coke and, and you're stuck at the airport with less than $7 in your pocket. And you now are on your way to owning a billion dollars in real estate assets. Thank you. Holy moly. Thank you. So, so Vinny, um, my question for you is this. I've I've been incredible. I've been homeless. I've been broke as all get out. Um, When when you when you you look around at today's entitled society, (laughs) I'm not saying everybody is, but there's a huge portion that's entitled. Um, What are what are your thoughts? What do you think about these people that? That, that, that aren't willing to put in the work and the effort. What do you think about that? 
it crunches me. It really gets, it makes me sad, really, because everybody's got two hands. I've seen people who have no hands, but still they are really very productive member of the society, yeah. you know, and they're able to paint with their feet. I've seen videos and a lot of people know. I mean, we God br brought us here on this world for a purpose, a huge purpose, and that is to give the best of the best version of us. I say, we are the CEO of our life. We are the ones, even though we have the worst of the worst circumstances, we can decide who we want to be tomorrow. See, the mm. thing is, the past really kills us. It impedes us. It just puts shutters over our eyes. And we say, you know, we want to stuck in the past. We don't want to. It's, past is ashes, literally ashes. Who would take ashes and smother all over their face? Nobody should. And that's what past is. We should learn from the past. We should try and try and try. If we fail, so what? Try again. And I mean, you know, Edison didn't really get the light bulb first time. That was right. 40, 50,000 times of trying, he was able to get that light. But if he didn't invent the bulb, we wouldn't be, you know, sitting in the rooms and all at night. <laughs> so, yeah. we, uh, 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 you know, Colonel Sanders started at 66. What? Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, you know, so the, the age has no meaning in my in my mind. I'm setting goals for my next 30 years. I'm 70. I'll be in August 70 years. I want to live 200 years. And how can I do that is to align myself every day and make sure I exercise, I eat right, I pay gratitude and do the miracle morning like Hal Elrod, our good friend, has yeah. written the book Miracle Morning and pay gratitude and get excited and be a productive member of the society. So that's all I would like to say. I like to you know, help others to really be self-sufficient. See, it's not good to just give some people to make them non-productive, but yeah. we should show them the ways how they can be productive and be a better member of the society. Wow. So, so when, when it comes and I ask every guest this question, <clears throat> in your opinion, yeah. what do you think is holding people back from two different things, but I do think they're related and that's number one, true financial success mm -hmm. and number two, happiness, freedom. And, and there, I uh, look, <clears throat> There's, there's this, there's two sides of the coin, a debate where people are like, well, you don't need money to be happy. That's true. I believe that. <laughs> However, having money makes a miserable situation better. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. It just does. So what do you, what do you think is holding people back besides fear? That's the number one answer, but what else, what do you think stops people? I think what stops people is their mindset. I think many times we get stuck with the things that we have learned or the naysayers, I call them, because lots of people around us are always not believing in us. 
we got to believe in ourselves. We got to shatter and come out of the chains that we think our mind has put into. And you know, the thing is, how can we, I wrote that book, Positivity Brings Profitability because yeah. of that, because we need to adjust our mindset. We spend so much time and money in eating from the tongue down, you know, stomach to get energy, but we don't spend time and money above the tongue. I say that. Wow. And that's so true because we need to really, and it's all free, podcasts, YouTube, Google, I mean, anybody can learn anything and get motivated and look at whatever situation you are in, you want to get out of it, out of stress, out of misery. You could just put that question to the universe, you'll get the answer. And the people in the YouTube will teach you what to do, then follow it. See, the problem I have is people like to just read and listen, but don't act. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem. We live in the past so, so tightly. We don't let go the past. See, 30 seconds back, what happened? I cannot change it. Nobody can change it. So why to worry about the 30 seconds back or 30 months back or 30 years back? What we are today, we could change the next 30 seconds next 60 seconds and that's what it's all about and you know tony robbins and luke wren my good friend business coach for you know tony robbins and uh, jim rowan i mean you know all these great people right what yeah. do they talk about they talk about adjust your mind set up victory here because if we manifest victory here Everything will be victorious. Law of attraction, law of abundance, law of, you know, manifestation. They are universal laws and they are happening 24-7, 365. Whether we believe in it or not, it's our choice. Amen. So true. Wow. That, that was pure fire that you just spoke. It's so true. I really believe that, you know, everybody can be better tomorrow. And just like Tony Robbins said, you know, like this, if you want to change, one has to be doing within. Nobody from outside can change us. Nobody. Mm. I cannot change anybody. Nobody can change anybody. It's us. When we start putting fingers out to other circumstances, what other peoples are dictating my success, yeah. look at it. God gave us three fingers back. <laughs> I mean, we are pointing this way. Three are coming at us. And we are the only reason why we are not doing what we need to do. We are the ones. We are the ones. And if we just enjoy the process, if we want to be happy, if you want to be balanced, if you want to be really, really terrific in life, the rest of this we are very insignificant human beings. We are. I mean, everybody's replaceable. Everybody, everybody. And in the timeline, I say that always, we are a dot. Hundred years, if we live in dinosaur years, we are not even on the line. No. So why are we worried about? Why do we have this big egos? Wow. See, I just feel like we should just Check out the shatter the egos 
forgive and forget and be healthy and give the best we can to everybody around us every single moment, every single day and, and grow a better person. You're and you are the epitome of that. This morning, this morning, I've got a guy. I don't know if you're a billionaire yet or not, but you're you're definitely um, close if you're not. Uh, and, and and you know, you're texting me a screenshot of one of my podcasts most recently with Dr. Ruby, and you said you're listen. I'm listening to Dr. Ruby right now. Wow, she is amazing. I'm getting so fired up to be on your show, brother. And you sent me that text message and I'm like, wow, this guy, you're in That's what I mean. You bring, and it starts right there. It starts right there. The thoughts that you're having and you bring that to everything that you do. I'm crying. <laughs> You bring that though to everything. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Can I, I? I just am so fortunate to have the life that I have, and I think it's because of all the people around me. I mean, who I am today, it's a combination of so many mentors, so many books, and so many people who have taught me and given me the lifestyle and the knowledge and all the things that I know, and. I mean, you know, this life is so short and we need to really get the grip of this life today. Mm. We got to, because if we don't act, if we don't change, then why are we here? Mm. We got to find the purpose. We got to find, I mean, there is always, and if we don't find it, let's go to the mountaintop and find it. Oh, my God. Let's go. Let's go. I, it, it breaks my heart that, you know, knowing that people were glued to their TV sets during the pandemic, watching CNN and listening to all of the, the negativity and committing suicide, ending their lives on this planet when there's so much more to give, so yes. much more to le left for each one of us to bring. Yeah. And and everybody, Vinny, tell everybody that they can they can also own $650 million in real estate. Tell them. They can. I mean, I'm telling you the the bright the future is so bright of real estate, especially in USA and around the world actually because there is so much need, there is so much shortage. And we can add value to buying small property from a duplex, a fourplex, an eightplex, 14plex. And I just learned the syndication world early on, 14 years back, which is harnessing the other people's money. Syndication is so simple. Finding a great deal and adding all the investors in a legal way to get bigger and bigger and bigger assets. Yeah. There is 20, no, $32 trillion, $32 wow. trillion in retirement funds in USA alone. Wow. And there is so much opportunity in student housing, in mobile home parks, in storage units, in industrial, in hotels, in multifamily, which I speak all the time, in assisted senior living and memory care, 
you name it. There is so much out there and uh, oh, industrial, I didn't talk about that. And, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, oh, there are so many other developments in sports arenas and other things. And uh, my good friend, we are talking about a pickleball, I think is another new term. I just found out. <laughs> Can you believe it? Pickleball, yeah. <laughs> Dave is going to be excited. <laughs> Oh it's my gosh! Tennis rack, tennis and the squash. I think it's a middle size. Yeah, not introduced to the pickleball guys. <laughs> it's huge in the retirement communities. <laughs> oh my lord! You know, my wife. My wife is on here. She said you need to be teaching. You are. You're. A you have an academy. You're teaching this stuff. So wow. Troy Aberly, who's a Bob Proctor coach, is he said, I must meet this man. You are inspiring, sir. Thank you, Ken, for being surrounded by amazing people. Vinny, I'm going to publicly announce I am going to be doing an event this, this year, and I want you to speak at it. I want you to come and speak at my event. You're, oh, you're, you. you're amazing, amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ken. It, thank you. Like, I am, I am, um, man, I am blown away by you. And I think everybody watching is. Vinny, where can people learn more? What, what website address can people learn more about you and your, your academies and everything about you? Oh, I'm just a humble man. Ben, Ken, you know, I'm Vinny Chopra. V as in Victor, I-N-N-E-Y, Chopra, like Deepak Chopra. I'm no close to him. Are you guys relate? Is he your cousin? No, we are not. We are not. <laughs> I sometimes say, yeah, we are cousins, but no. <laughs> so is it like vinichopra.com? Vinichopra.com. And you could Google me. I also have two international top selling books, Syndication Made Easy. Uh, by Vinny Chopra, Vinny Smile Chopra, and Positivity Brings Profitability. My third book is coming out on senior living investing made easy because I know this decade is belonging to the senior population in housing and all that. But again, you know, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. <laughs> You're everywhere. And I, that's one of the things I love about you is you, um, you're, you know, I, I talk about this a lot in, in my, my talks and, and, and it's about taking action. I didn't go to college. I didn't even graduate high school. Um, and I've written seven books and I've, I I'm writing an eighth book right now. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm an action taker. I don't sit on things. I just go, you know, sometimes the answer is no, I'm not doing it. Period. That's the end of the sentence. And then sometimes it's like, yes, I'm doing it. And I stomp on the gas and I go, and you are exactly the same way. I can tell, you know, Ken, one thing I would love to talk to the audience about is take out the word or, or, but change that to A-N-D, and. So you say, I can do this or this or this or this or this, but change that to I can do this and this and this and this and this. Our mm. whole life will be different. Yes. Our whole life will be different. I'm telling everybody, please try that. Never limit your capabilities because our brain is so small 
and we use only point no 7% of the brain in our whole lifetime but we can use and we can compartmentalize we can delegate and we can do so many things and that's what i've been practicing and i've been trying to i'm not there yet but i want to do this and this and this and this and this and all that and we all can do it you know wow and look at your energy at 69 years young. Yes. <laughs> My oh. wife will like this. She always says that, Kanchan, she says, you're 69. You're not 70 yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm going to be like this when I'm 80, Ken. We need to do it again, brother. We'll you're going to be like this when you're 100. I can I know, tell. Yes. <laughs> I'll invite all my followers, all my great friends. I'll throw a big party at 100. I will. I <laughs> love it. I love it, love it, love it. So everybody watching, please go to vinnychopra.com. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Go to vinnychopra.com and check out Vinny. I'm sure all of your social media is linked on your website. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Learn. Go buy his courses. Go invest in yourself. Buy his real estate courses. Learn how to improve your life starting now. Right freaking now. Go. Vinny, I love you, man. You're amazing. Uh, Ken, I'm humbled. Thank you for inviting me and bringing to your world. I'm so appreciative. I'm so thankful. I can't tell you, brother. And looking forward to seeing you in Florida. I'm going to invite you. We'll have fun. And if you're in California, if you're in the Bay Area, please come and we'll have supper together in our lovely home here. With the grace of God, we are doing, wow. you know, yeah. Wow. 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 My wife, my wife said getting his books, she's <laughs> following you. So my wife will probably send you a friend request on Facebook. Just I would love to love yeah. to be my friend. You are amazing. You're, you're contagious. You're infectious, your energy, your smile, your, your glow, your, your everything about you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful to have had you on today. Everybody go follow Vinny right now. Vinny, thank you. Stay with me if you would. I'm going to end the show. It's going to feel like I left, but I didn't. We'll be back. I'm going to, I'm going to end the live stream. Thank you to everybody who's watching. Everybody. Thank you for your comments. I didn't get to read them, but thank you. I'll be watching this show. After this, what did I talk about? <laughs> uh, there's so many people saying they're following you. Already sent you a friend request. You are loved. Vinny, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you. And if you haven't shared this out, redeem yourself right now. Put out amazing energy for your life and the lives of those around you and share this out. Let the whole world experience Vinny Smile Chopra. Vinny, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you all. Have a great day. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you.